jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! Gay Lords What's up, everybody? It's the Gay Lords of Darkness here, and we got two great movies coming at you today. But first, before we get to that, want to make sure you just hit that subscribe button and be sure to follow us on... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just wanted to be a cool YouTuber. What DJ did you just turn into? <laughs> I, I feel like... <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's me, just... Stacey Ponder. You're fucking <laughs> ah, I, You know what? I watched... So this is... Uh... <laughs> I, uh, I was trying to learn about some secrets in this game and I was playing, so I had to watch some YouTube videos. Oh, and then yeah. Just now, I was like, wonder what it would be like to be a YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I tried to be, it. An, to be an entitled 12 year old with two million dollars <laughs> yeah and so i tried it and it's not for me <laughs> i think it is for me i really love this this new uh new morning zoo stacy with a pep in her step <laughs> yeah. that's from my soundboard <laughs> yeah that that wasn't with your mouth <laughs> No, I have a soundboard here. Watch. Do I make you horny? (laughs) 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 They're all about being horny. They're all sex sounds. With this, I submit my resignation. (laughs) 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 I will clear my belongings from Stately Gaylord's Manor. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, you never know until you try. So. Yes, yes, and uh, we can at least say you tried. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, anyway. You know, evil dark side DJ Stacy is correct though. We do have two great movies. Like we do. I'm. I was so excited to watch both of these movies this week. Yes. Like, instead of, like, usually for this show, it's such a chore. And I'm like, oh, for God's sakes, I waited until the last minute. I guess I'll watch this piece of shit. Yeah, what pile of garbage (laughs) do I have to chug (laughs) at three in the morning before I go to bed? Yeah. And then these, it was like all day. I was like, ooh, tonight I get to watch the movie. I was just like, the only thing I was missing in my living room was like a campfire and a flashlight under my chin. Mm. Like, I didn't have my s'mores. I I should have thought that out. But oh my God. What a, just these movies are treats. I love them. I love them. Both. I agree. I and and I have nothing but love. My notes are just me saying how much I love everything that happens in both of these films. Yeah, and it's really weird. Like I've seen both of them several times. Yes. And my love hasn't waned. If anything, it grows and grows. And somehow, as many times as I've seen both movies, 
there's always something in each one that I have kind of forgotten about. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was like getting out my red string and like charting the mystery, like especially on the second one. And I was like, wow, I I thought I knew this movie. (laughs) Yeah. But there's even like whole scenes or things that happen. I'm just like, oh, I kind of forgot about that part. Mm -hmm. I think because what sticks in my mind is so strong that that's all I think about, you know? Yes. Yeah. So the movies we're talking about. (laughs) Uh, We had a little Ty West double feature. The House of the Devil and the Innkeepers. Two tiny little Ty Ties that could. Oh. I really love both of these movies. I I have nothing but warm fuzzies for these films. Like, yeah. I, I just, I, it, they just are, like, when I want to go, when I think about going, when I think about moving to Portland, Oregon, and going to the little Cineplex, like, independent theater, and going to sit up in the balcony, usually by myself, and to take in a horror movie, like, these are exactly what I wanted to be treated to. Mm-hmm. Like, just like kind of kind of old timey, like ghost story or good old timey satanic panic 80s feature. Like, they just make me feel nice and cheery inside. Yeah, they just both trip my triggers, like several of my triggers. I'm just like, I, these movies get me. And pizza? I get them. They get me pizza. <laughs> <laughs> they've got babes pizza babes scary shit funny shit slow burns slow super slow burns super meticulously slow burns and yet with uh editing that is not so fucking slow that i'm like boring out my mind but where i'm like i want to lavish in everything that happens in every little detail because mm-hmm. it feels deliberate yes you know like, especially in The Innkeepers, when he's just letting the camera linger in a place. I'm looking in the backgrounds. I'm looking in all four corners. I'm oh. like, there's something going on here, and I'm just not seeing it. I'm just, I'm out. I've got my old prospector hat on, and I'm just like, where you at, ghost? <laughs> I'm looking for you, ghost. <laughs> got my pendulum swinging back and forth next to my <laughs> prospector revolver. Yeah. Oh, do prospectors look for ghosts? Yeah, and oil and gold. <laughs> okay, well, they just look for things. Okay, so Stacy, didn't you do the the mail mail in order uh, <laughs> prospector class that Sally Jesse Raphael offered? Air conditioner repair, old timey <laughs> prospecting, <laughs> veterinary assistant. <laughs> TVCR repair. <laughs> I should have. Who knows where I could be today? But you know what? Those fucking millennials killed the prospector industry. They did. Well, they killed the Sally Struthers industry, right? They did kill. The yeah, they killed University of Sally Struthers, <laughs> which was more accredited than Trump U, to say the least. Yeah, and all these other online colleges, your University of Phoenix or whatever. I don't understand how they all work. No, that's 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 bananas. That's uh, crazy talk. Yeah, are they real? I don't know. I don't know where I went for a second there, but 
Anyway. I think you went to a blessed place that I want to go to. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, man. How do we even begin? I mean, do we begin with a tie with like a tie West disclaimer? <laughs> like, you know, I just I pretend that these are I. Uh, I've never seen the Roost, which people say they like the Roost. Also, like his first you, film. I've never oh, seen sorry. It. The oh, you've never seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I ever never ever. Mm, I don't think so. It's cute. It's got some cute things to it. It's it's like a nice little. Was that found footage? Was that found footage? Did I make that up? Is it about bats? It's about vampire bats. Okay. I think. I think. Or is it about vampires? It's about bat. I don't know. It's cute though. It's cute. I'd check it out if I were you. But okay. you know, but you know, these are these are his gems. I mean, I think these are masterpieces, really. Um, oh, absolutely. And I think <laughs> he. I, I wouldn't call him a two-hit wonder, but um, time is real. I mean, truly, honest, like, The Roost is fun, um, and, and very, like, he's figuring things out as a filmmaker, which I think he's still doing with House of the Devil. Um, but, you know, after Innkeepers, it, it was just a crapshoot, man. Sacrament sucked. Uh, yeah, I didn't like Sacrament. Did anybody see the John Travolta Western? Like, <laughs> God bless you for casting Tysa Formiga in it, Ty, but like, man. And since then, he's only directed like Scream, the TV series, like one episode. Like he does one episode of a horror TV show every now and then, and that's it. Yeah, I don't know where he is. Like, maybe he only does things when he's inspired to do them. You know what I mean? That could be. Or or maybe the John Travolta Western just ended his that could... <laughs> film career. <laughs> maybe his electrodes or whatever. I don't know. The language. His, the Scientology oh, his, language. His, his thetans? His thetans. That's it. His electrodes. He grabbed the cans and they were like, <laughs> no, no. I don't know. Just whatever. It's like in Phantom of the Paradise when he's getting electrocuted <laughs> by the microphone. But it's John Travolta holding onto his thetan cans. <laughs> Wow, is that Grease Lightning? <laughs> oh, that could yeah. be. We don't know. We and don't you know, know I, the scenes. I've shared with you my story about when I, I saw a screening of Ty West's The Sacrament um, at, uh, at a film festival here in Portland, and I was real excited. And then it was crazy because there, it was in the middle of an ice storm, so it was just me and Jason and like three other people and Ty West in the theater. And we had an awkward as all hell Q&A where I was like, hey, so I was really excited for this movie, but it turns out like you don't like women anymore. Um, <laughs> could you talk about that? And he did the standard, you know, well, this movie isn't about like when I make a film, it's not about like doing being like a feminist or being a feminist thing. And so I immediately was just like, OK, I well, <laughs> I really liked those two movies that came before. And that's sort of been my outlook on him since. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just incidental that he wrote all these great women characters then, which is fine. And, it's better than never. I don't know. But also, like, uh, you know, also to his credit was casting awesome, um, like, older horror actresses and, like, esteemed genre actis actresses in both of these films. Right. Um which which really nobody else was really kind of doing besides like <laughs> the auteur Robert Zombie. Uh, <laughs> and now that's become more of a trend that people have picked up. But uh, yeah. Ty West and, and Rob Zombie were two of the earlier ones to do that. Yeah. I guess I just don't. Maybe it's because I like these two movies so much. 
that I'm like, it doesn't seem like a malicious thing to me, you know, like a purposefully, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> In terms of with the sacrament and ha- and his, yeah, yeah, his choice. Like to... I think it's just he's not putting those themes forefront in his mind and so it was incidental in the past and with the sacrament the story that he wanted to tell it just wasn't yeah you know i'm just like you could have cast one of the three dudes as a woman instead and yeah, instead of sure. instead of making amy simons just be like stockholm syndrome and then kill herself <laughs> yeah 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 but but yeah. i don't know and and that was essentially his answer um was that it wasn't about going in with a plan as much as just what do the characters want and as he writes but i i maybe and maybe i was just an angry feminist in an ice storm alone in a theater with four <laughs> other like, four men you know but no and i think it, i think it's valid i just and i think it, like i said it's just my love of these two movies i'm like no he, but he's he's a good person i like him though yeah because i mean Let's be these movies, man. They are just so fucking like he was. He was dialed into something real smart when he made both of these films. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, I remember. I don't know where you were when House of the Devil came out, Stacy, but I remember <laughs> just seeing like the 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 weeklies, the free weeklies that come out in Portland. I, like they always discredited horror movies and always reviewed them terribly. And I remember being shocked when I was reading a review for a little film called House of the Devil, and people were like, "What is this amazing slow burn piece of magic?" Yeah, and I was so intrigued, so I went and saw it, and oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it was it was a you know a breath of fresh air at the time. For yeah, which sure. was because nobody ten was years ago, ten fucking years ago, which is yeah, crazy. Um, but nobody was making like nostalgia wasn't a huge thing, even though there were remakes upon remakes. It was like it wasn't the Stranger Things nostalgia, where we're, it's like we need the synth music, we need the Stephen King font, we need yeah, uh, yeah, like every every child actor from the eighties to now play the disheveled fifty year old version of themselves. <laughs> Like, yeah. Yeah, he was at the forefront with all that stuff. And I maintain even though House of the Devil probably ushered in a lot of that, he did it in such a different way that no one has been able to do since. That's what I was and that was one of the first things to make it into my notes is I was shocked at how how not retro this film is. Uh, and yet how it, it simultaneously feels like an 80s film, but also like the efforts to place it in the 80s are not as um, in our faces as right. every other nostalgia film that comes out now where it's like, hey, you guys, let's go to the mall and watch Tiffany perform while we put on our Reeboks, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's... in this, yeah, it, 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 there's just like a credit sequence. Mm-hmm. And that satanic panic, like opening disclaimer. Yeah, it's and the otherwise... way he it's the way he shoots it. It's the way it's edited and all of that. And like, obviously, there are some visual trappings like her Walkman and their amazing fucking hairstyles um, um, and those high waisted jeans, the high waisted jeans and things like that. But it's not superficial. It's like he set out to make a film that takes place in 1983 and he filmed it like a film that would have come out in 1983. So especially, it's especially evident, like you said, in that opening title sequence, which is just fucking perfect. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. With that song? 
that song and the random zooms and the freeze frames and all of that it's not just like yeah like you said you know hey everybody do you remember the smurfs she's got smurfs (laughs) on her shirt you know it's not like that it feels like a 1983 movie because it does have a it has a 1983 pace for Mm -hmm. sure it's much slower and it's not and he's really good at in both films imparting information about the characters without the characters having to state the obvious yes you know like we figure out why samantha really desperately wants this new apartment without her having to say megan you know that i want the new apartment because my roommate is so obnoxious and she's just always there like he just shows us things and yeah, let, yeah. we see it and so it's just everything feels more organic and the characters all feel real like real people in mm-hmm. all, the, all the movies and in terms of the motivation and the, and even some of the stranger choices where we'd be like why would you do that it's like in house of the devil it's like well because it's the 1980s and this is a 1980s horror movie mm-hmm. like that choice that you probably shouldn't like are you really gonna go try to meet up with a guy who just called you on a payphone that you didn't even give him the number to. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, because you're in the 1980s horror film. <laughs> right, yeah. And everybody isn't easily accessible. Yes. Know, cell phones and internet and all of that, which is probably part of the reason why he said it back then. It just made horror movies so much easier when people could easily be cut off from the world. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh, God. Telephone. Like, the way telephones were so integral to horror films of yore and cell yeah. phones have just completely fucked that up. Yeah. And... Yeah, they yeah have absolutely. And it's, it's so funny. Even I, I was thinking about that, like... um when her her first scene with Megan, when Jocelyn Donahue as Samantha has her first scene with Megan, who is my hero of this film, uh, Greta yeah. Gerwig, <laughs> like she's just oh. chowing down on that pizza, and she's like, oh, "This pizza's nasty today," and then still eats the entire other. Slice. Like, but like, how does she? She's not eating like a human being. Like I don't. No, she's like it's like a gerbil. Like yeah, yeah, she's putting her whole fingers in her mouth. Like, yeah, it's, it's so mm-hmm. weird. It's so weird. It's so good. It's so perfect. Oh. And he, even in that scene, like, like she's like, okay, so tell me everything. And Samantha describes the apartment that she just looked at that she's going to get. And she has to tell, like, she has to describe to her and help her visualize what it looks like. And she even says, oh, I wish you had pictures. Versus if this was a movie set today, you just, here's my, here's the room. Here's the bedroom. Just scrolling through your phone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's really, it's just so simple. And so like, it's not hamming at the fact of like, oh, remember when we didn't have cell phones? Like it just works naturally. It feels very organic, like, mm-hmm. and, and fairly simple. This is a really simple movie. Yeah, for sure. With yeah. an extremely simple and very iconic premise. Mm-hmm. Like you need money. You just got an apartment. Uh, you have to put in first month's rent. You're going to go answer this babysitter wanted ad. You go to the house. Shit goes down. Yeah. The end. Doesn't doesn't need to be anything more than that. And it's like so rich at the same time for being so it's it's just so perfect in its simplicity. Mm hmm. Yeah. And it's like like the reveal towards the end where she realizes that something's not right because of the photo of the family with the car. 
where she's realizing mm-hmm. like this isn't their house like something uh-huh. is really really wrong but it's so understated you know what i mean like yeah he just it's like he relies on the audience to be a little smarter and to not have to have everything spoon fed to them yep and she doesn't start screaming and running through the house the second she sees those photos like you know in um what well, what we were just watching one where that happened Oh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where oh, she finds yeah. the phone. It's like, oh my, like, oh my God, it's their baby. It's not <laughs> Weatherface's baby. She freaks skin, out. Skin disease. Skin disease. <laughs> <laughs> Runs to the lesbian tea trailer, freaks out, falls over, hits her head, vomits, wakes up, slaughterhouse, chopping off arms. In this, no, she just keeps going through the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because she's trapped. Like, she has no car. She has the phone, but Megan's not answering. And All she, she keeps and, keep calling that phone. Yeah. And throughout the whole film, she just keeps telling herself to get a grip. Whether it's when all this weird shit is going down or when it's like she's just really upset because she doesn't think she got the babysitter job. Like, that's obviously a character thing for her. Mm-hmm. And so she keeps it together while she's, while I would be scared out of my mind. In that, fucking, in that fucking house like she keeps yeah. it together you know but it's also like you know it's the 1980s where you, you you know you were used to there was a level of um disconnect you know mm-hmm. because you're not instantly you can't just you, you can't just put on your satellite tv or your your you, you can't just facetime your friend on your phone if you're freaked out or you can't get a lift away from the house right megan wasn't like, home no, so you're in it for the night. It. You're in it for the yeah. night. The most you can do is order a pizza. And maybe if you're lucky, Mary Warrenov will show up. <laughs> <laughs> Mary fucking Warrenov, man. My notes actually say Mary motherfucking Warrenov this time. <laughs> <laughs> I just have Mary fucking Warrenov. <laughs> oh, so good. And there's just so many things like, I mean, obviously the big one for me is the hair in the bathtub. Yeah yeah like what is up with the hair in the fucking bathtub right (laughs) i was just thinking about because we just watched silence of the lambs for queer horror and it's like the mrs lipman in the bathtub (laughs) and then in this there's something else entirely happening (laughs) ah but yeah samantha keeps going upstairs and it's just this movie really scares me like you don't know you it's very burnt offerings like mother is upstairs Don't bother her. She'll be quiet, you know? And so you're just, your mind is like, what is going on with this woman upstairs that we haven't seen? Yep. And you know something's going to happen and it's all so quiet. And then finally, like, Samantha goes to use the bathroom and it's just quiet and there's a noise from upstairs. And it's Ugh. just so scary. <laughs> like, this so wait, movie wait, wait. gets me, man. Hold up, hold up. Stacy Ponder, are you saying that if you don't directly show or like hit us over the face with what you're trying to scare us and, and you leave it up to us to like fill in the blanks, that it can be scarier? Skin disease. Skin disease. <laughs> Have some more pigs. You want a cleaver? Look at this man in a wheelchair. Look at this kid's buck teeth. <laughs> Skin disease. 
<laughs> I think that's why I love these two movies so much because they're so subtle and some people just find them boring and are like nothing happens and you know whatever you, you want to think that that's your business but he but you're just, wrong but you're wrong and they're both <laughs> super duper intense for me and the they mu- are fucking mu- intense the music especially in house of the devil is really subtle like you hardly yes. hear anything it's just a little twinkle here and a twinkle there maybe a little noise there have been a couple of movies on shutter that have come highly recommended and i've tried to watch them and the mo- the music is so overbearing and telling me that i should be scared that it just takes me right out it's so obnoxious I- agree 100 percent. music is one of those things that can really make or break tension in a film Mm -hmm. and so often we get like i like and it's usually the lower budget ones like or or not even the lower budget ones they're just like the less considered ones it can be a really shitty low budget film or it can be a shitty overproduced high profile studio film um where they're like and now we need the you walk into the room and the violins are going (laughs) yeah oh am i supposed to be nervous right now (laughs) right like let me be scared let somebody wander around a house and it's quiet and then every noise is gonna be potentially something really really bad and is gonna startle you and make you on the edge of your seat yeah, you don't need those freaking screechy ass violins, like Chucky says in in Seed of Chucky. That that screechy music is ruining the goddamn country. We don't need that in every movie. <laughs> it's so true. Sometimes, like uh, I think um, you know, the sound design that really freaked me out um when I first saw it. I mean, the movie's really silly. I think on later reviewings, but like uh, Paranormal Activity, the original one. Anytime we go to nighttime and you just hear the atmosphere, there's the room noise. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, like, a butthole clenched. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm freaking out, you know? I loved that movie a lot. Yeah, it was the good. It was real good. Yeah, the first time. First time. The first time I had a great experience. After that, I... Doesn't... Oh, but the second movie, I love that haunted pool vacuum. So yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah, they don't hold up very well, but... No, they don't. Sometimes that's fine. Like, once is enough. Yeah, yeah, you have a good experience, and uh, and this film though, it just it just gets better and better. It gets better um, and better. This cast, Ugh. Jocelyn Donahue, what the fuck? I love her, <laughs> Angel, absolute Angel. Also, like, has she had a good role since this movie? No, <laughs> I watched that fucking sleep paralysis movie that's like on uh! Netflix because she's in it i was like oh fuck yeah i haven't seen her like in anything else i'm gonna watch this for her and you could tell that she was just like what am i doing she was dialing it in there's yeah there were two it was like a us thing right there were two jocelyn's because she played her twin sister she was twins yeah yeah and oh man it was not you know jason and i um and i love sleep paralysis stories because i grew up with it um so I i was really excited for that one and Jocelyn Donahue, I'm like, yeah. And I, wasn't there even like a Final Destination guy attached to that? Like, Rodeo yeah, or something? so Swim Fan, I think, was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was her like heroin <laughs> boyfriend or artist yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so I was like, I was ready for it. And then, man, we just turned it off. It like, we made bad. it. We made it half an hour in and we just turned it off because it was just insufferable. Yeah. Um, he fucking deserves better. I saw her in another one where she was 
she was like it was a spanish film i think but they they get like there was like a rage it was one of those like rage kind of possession movies and lots of puking blood on people's faces god i can't remember what it was Hmm. um but i saw her that and she was fine in that but i think the only other thing i've seen her in where she actually got to really do something and even then it was a a smaller role was um insidious chapter two where she plays young barbara hershey Mm. and and she's great in it but but i think house of the devil is like kind of the only role that has really lived up to her talent and her Mm -hmm. uh awesomeness i love her and it's one of those when i was watching it i was like why is that like why do you know what i mean like especially like even if she was mostly just in horror films it's like why isn't she getting why isn't she a huge star yeah she's fucking great Mm mm-hmm uh, she captured like oh my god, your your favorite use of pop songs in a horror movie. Oh man, the one thing leads to another sequence in this oh. film, which is goddamn stellar. Yeah, um, her dance strut. Yeah. <laughs> In those high-waisted <laughs> jeans, as she's like dance marching through the house and doing her little kicks, uh, uh, like. Uh, queen. Yeah, like even just if that was a- if that was the only thing Taya West had ever done. Just that just sequence. It would have been As a now. music video. Yeah. 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 Give them both a sash and a tiara. Like, yeah. Ty West, you get your sash and a tiara. <laughs> Jocelyn, you get yours. Like, so good. Yeah. God, that's such a great sequence. It's amazing. It's and, so good. And also, like, really, Ty, I noticed this with Innkeepers. Guy loves himself a diegetic, non-diegetic headphone editing sequence. <laughs> yes. God, I love it in Innkeepers. Oh, he's good at it. He's yeah. really good at it. He is a great editor. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 oh, I just love that sequence. Because, like, you're, on the one hand, you're, like, kind of, you get a pep in your step, just like DJ DJ uh, Morning <laughs> Zoo Stacy. also. You know? And you're kind of bouncing around with her. And it's just, like, a great 80s sequence. Like, if you want to talk nostalgia, like, that scene does it. Right. Um, and then... <laughs> At the same time, when we, like, go to that, when it's, you know, we're just hearing the hint of the music coming through her headphones and we're hearing the room noise as she looks in the basement. It's Ugh. like, oh, girl. And then you just go to just chills. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what's going to happen, but you know something's going to happen. Like, the tension has been building. And now she can't hear what's going on around her. So what uh-huh. better time for something to happen? And then and those it, lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just like upends our expectations with the ending of it. Oh, so good. It's so fucking good. So good. Um, Greta Gerwig, Megan is fucking amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> I love her talking about the, and she's just like, one, this pizza's nasty today. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that pizza motif. Like, yeah. cause then I would, I already knew, you know, that the pizza that Jocelyn order or Samantha orders later on is going to be poisoned or drugged. Yeah. So I'm like, it kind of creates this expectation of like, what is going on with the pizza in this town? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it the eclipse? Is it making the yeah. pizza weird? Yeah. Or is Megan just like super picky in that first scene, <laughs> even though she still eats all of it? Like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, she's so good. And I love the part where, like, I just love their relationship. Oh, I know what you're going to talk about. And, yeah, when Megan is, like, trying to convince her to leave. And then Samantha says, you're being a really great friend right now. And it's just, like, such a real amazing friendship that you don't often get to see. I mean, especially in horror movies, but 
kind of any time where it's just they're, like they love each other they're they, actual best friends yeah like they Gal care Friday. about each other they want each other to be happy yeah and when and when as greta is leaving like or as megan is leaving i just can't disconnect these characters from their <laughs> yeah. actual persona because i believe they are real um when she's leaving and like just the look of pure disappointment in her face yeah. when like when you know your friend and it's so real and so rough and the way that she conveys that with her face is so felt like really felt like when you know that your friend is making a choice whether it's like staying with a shitty boyfriend or you know like she expresses that so well of just like having to just like do you know just listen to your friend and go along with it even though you disagree and it hurts you right she's gotta do her own thing and it is just so so well done and then it just makes the it's such a fucking tragedy megan is the tragedy of this film like Mm -hmm. i know i know i never want anything bad to happen to either of them i know i'm just like megan's gonna go back and everything's gonna be fine it's like it's always how i feel about um so random but barbara in night of the living dead the original i'm like no she's gonna be fine (laughs) she she just got sucked out that window crowd surfed across (laughs) some zombies got to her car (laughs) it's like every time i hope that it'll turn out differently and it never will because uh spoiler alert that's not how movies work Somewhere, Stacy. Somewhere, there is like a book club where it's Megan and it, it is um, it it's Natalie and Black Swan, and <laughs> yeah. oh. all our girls are just back together and everything is fine. Yeah, it's so jo- unfair. Yeah, it's it is so unfair. Megan does everything right. She does, and then. You know, here's the thing. I love him because he's just a little, a little bear cutie. But God damn it, AJ Bowen, how dare you do that to my queen? <laughs> I know, I love AJ <laughs> you, Bowen. I love him so much from you fucking piece of shit. And I still think you're cute, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the little, like, the moment. I love that both films have little tiny moments that aren't essential but are great for character and just whatever. But like Megan on the couch with that fucking candy dish. <laughs> <laughs> just popping one candy after another. Yeah, where she eats one and it tastes like shit. So she takes it out and like rolls it up in a Kleenex, but immediately goes back for more. Finds one that she likes. Me. Yeah, she finds one that she likes. And then so she digs around and like grabs a couple more and puts them in her purse. Like, God, it's so good. I love She's the these best. movies. I love these movies. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom Noonan is a fucking creep. He's such a creep. And like such a like, but such a like, such a creep and so calm. Like he's so calmly disconcerting. He's like an NPR creep. Yes. <laughs> like <laughs> you truly can't trust this guy because he's like kind and gentle and soft spoken Right. But he's also like grabs your hand and holds on to it too long and stares at you. And he's just a fucking creep. Also, I do. I'm happy that this film reminded me. You can always tell who a Satanist is by if they have a cane or not. And so (laughs) I'm grateful for that tip to remember to look for the cane before I get sacrificed. Yeah. (laughs) And a wig. 
anybody yes. in a wig. Yeah, yeah. It's, they're not a drag queen doing a wig reveal on a lip sync on RuPaul. There, <laughs> that's a Satanist. There's a cane under that wig, and they're gonna sacrifice you to the devil. Man, what is with the hair in the bathtub? That's maybe that's where Mary Warnov keeps all of the rest of it. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's just so it gives me the willies so bad. It's spooky. It's so nice that it's just those there's little touches like that that are just unanswered. Right. Yeah. Because we don't need to explain goddamn everything. <laughs> oh, can you imagine like how much explaining there would be? with this movie in lesser hands like there would absolutely when when samantha is tied up on the pentagram there would be an explanation Uh uh-huh uh-huh yeah 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 rebecca gayhart would pop out and tell (laughs) she'd get out her overhead projector joan cusack would show up with her slides right yeah and instead this fits the happy medium of like this you don't you know mary warrenoff doesn't have a picture of herself in her wallet I mean, she might, but we don't know. <laughs> I hope she does. <laughs> I mean, I would if I were her, for sure. But yeah, it's be like, like, God, I'm fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, but we know enough without having it thrown in our face. Like, you know, it's just... I mean, just how they talk about themselves. Like, oh, um, we're not we're not uh, um, astronomers. Right. Something not like exactly. that. But we're not... Not, not exactly. exactly. And it's like okay i'm getting a, i'm learning a little and mary warnoff says you know oh we're from the desert we love the heat and i'm like yeah. okay wait are you actually like demons from hell like are you from <laughs> yeah. hell that made me think of like race with the devil and like yeah like that. oh another goddamn satanic gym yeah 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 but but yeah we don't have to get their whole backstory samantha doesn't find like I don't know, their paper that says, like, we killed the family that lives here. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, And we hid this paper so no one will ever find out. Yeah. (laughs) She puts it together and Ty West trusts us us enough to put it together. And it's so goddamn nice to be treated like an adult by a horror film. And that's where the dread comes from because we know. Right. And the character doesn't. Right. Yeah. And before we know, we at least know that something's not right. And Megan fucking knows something's not right. And Samantha knows something's not right, too. But she needs the money. So. She needs the money. She's in a tight spot. Yeah. So. So, like, you put up with the creep that holds your hand too long. Because you're going to, he's going to give you an extra how much, how many hundred dollars, you know. And that's going to make it so you can pay that first month's rent and then some. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's believable in its eighties uh ness. God, it's so good. <laughs> it is really good. I will say, I was actually really surprised because I um this felt much more and maybe that is the eighties ness too, like the intentional eighties ness, but it felt much more low budget low budget or like kind of student filmy. Like it, it seemed like Ty West was still sort of figuring out his shots and figuring out mm. Um, I still think he did a fantastic job, but I feel like I feel like as a filmmaker, he was still figuring things out with this film. And I remember it being a lot more um, sort of polished. I'm not saying it's not. It's not. Hmm. I think it's it's polished and it's like 80s-ness. It's an intentional 80s-ness. But it, it was nice to, for me to see like that sort of growth as a filmmaker happening yeah. and the differences yeah. in polish between like this and Innkeepers, which are two, I mean, completely different films, but yeah yeah 
Yeah. This is one of the, like, to this nostalgia sort of thing that, like, it's so funny how I, I hate it. Like, I, I, I hate it now. They just announced, um, American Horror Story 1984, the next season. Yeah. And I, and I was like, God damn it. And then I watched the trailer or the teaser where it's, it's clear that it's like going to be a camp slasher. And I was like, oh, you motherfuckers. Now I have to watch every single episode. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, I'm just, I'm so sick of this 80s nostalgia thing because to me, it is just like, what are the vision? They just want to work in the visual motifs because that's going to satisfy horror fans that are just easily. Yeah, you know, well, well it's, it's Texas Chainsaw Remake saying, like, oh, they talked about a Skinnerd concert, so now you believe that it takes place in 1973, right? <laughs> yeah, 19 Skinnerd. Um, <laughs> like, but it doesn't feel like a 70s film, and that one doesn't really even look like one. I mean, their hair a little No. Bit, you know, it's no, just... No, no. No, if it was a 70s film, they'd... The boys' they hair. I thought the boys had kind of appropriate hair. Oh, maybe. Eric Balfour did not have era appropriate facial hair to me. No, he looked like the he looked like the boyfriend from Six Feet Under. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's just like all of these things are just the trappings one way or another. This is one where I'm like, yeah, a VHS release for this seems perfect. Mm-hmm. Um because this feels like a this feels like a movie that you would just find in a video store. Yes. Back in the day when those existed. And you'd pop it in and then just be like terrified in the middle of the night as you eat your pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you wonder if your pizza tastes bad. Yeah, man. I could just imagine, oh, the joy of eating pizza and watching this film. I've never done it. I should. You should. Pizza party <laughs> movie, man. It is a good pizza party movie. Uh, uh. Can we hear it for Grandmother Satan? <laughs> <laughs> I love her. <laughs> She's so creepy. What is it? Why? Why does she look does like she... that? Does she tran? Is she just grandma, and she just does the ritual, or is she like transferring herself into into Jocelyn to be reborn? Right. Like what is what we is happening know. there? Who knows? She's just. If called, only this filmmaker would tell me. Yeah. No. See, maybe we did need a big monologue so we'd know for sure. Because there's one yeah. thing I don't like is drawing my own conclusions. No, I have Wikipedia pages to update. <laughs> Yeah, tell me everything that it means. I need a think piece. (laughs) Yeah, but like, why does she look like that? What's going on? What was the point of everything? I mean, all Satanists are kind of the same. Somebody's got to have a baby. You always got to have a baby. You know, like it does, it does adhere to the the traditions. You know, someone's got to have a baby, you know, these Mm -hmm. Satanists always looking, always looking for a baby to worship. You know? Yeah, they just didn't. <laughs> they never figured out that you could just pay a surrogate. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, we'll Surrogates give you twenty five grand if you just let us draw a bloody pentagram on your belly. Yeah, I'm sure that honestly, like you can get the money from the hell bank, and that saves the time <laughs> of having to clean up the blood and yeah. hide the body. And it's always that's the thing is the motivations of Satanists in horror films are always a little foggy. You know, like <laughs> like Devil Dog, the Hound from Hell. It's like which I need to see the Satanists drive around with puppies, and the puppies are like Devil Dogs. <laughs> It's like, what's your end game here? What are you trying to, you know? It's like, okay, our dog is a demon, I guess. 
Yeah. But like, is that getting you power somehow? It's always just, it's, you know, they never think things through completely. And I yep. appreciate that, honestly. I do too. I do too. And it for me, it ties into why, why I actually like um, the opening disclaimer with the satanic panic thing. Because it's like one that sort of situates it in that horror. I mean, admittedly, the satanic panic era was fucked up. Yeah. Um, and and you know, I've I've sat through some lectures and and conversations and panels about it where it's it's kind of fascinating how how really more than anything satanic panic was an abuse of uh of of clients by by really shitty psychiatrists and people in the medical industry Mm. um that were kind of just implanting these false thoughts and writing all this weird shit about it just so they could make money and get on tv and get on geraldo and then geraldo gets more ratings and it's, it's just super fucked up um but in this like it's so it's so placed within the tropes of horror films and of the of satanic horror that it's just it, it just feels right in setting up that era um yeah. and setting up the motivation the 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 lack of motivation for these satanists the foggy satanists yeah <laughs> you call them. yeah yeah well they even reference it like when when what's his face is trying to convince samantha to stay yeah and he's like oh the stories you've probably been reading in the paper you know Mm-hmm. so it just kind of grounds it in some kind of reality yeah so yeah it's it's nice yeah i love bumbling satanists i do too man they die easy too yeah. well they're <laughs> old that's the thing also is like usually satanists are infirm in one way or another so you know yeah. Hence they the catch they have to catch they have to catch you by surprise to tie you up they have to drug you or something like that otherwise you just kick the cane yeah. out from under him and what are they gonna do you just yeah, pull, pull the, the wig, wig right off <laughs> my power distract, yeah, they get, <laughs> my power my wig i was busy talking to my window <laughs> god mary warren off your fucking great <sighs> talk about a perfect queen no kidding with an all with an eclipse background, it's just such a perfect movie. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. I'm such a I'm such a fan. It holds up. Uh, oh, what a good movie movie. Yeah. And then like he already had a place in my heart, and then he was like, "I'm gonna make it even roomier." Did <laughs> the innkeeper? Because <laughs> man, if I have an alley, and I do, wink, wink. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me today. <laughs> you just, you are just vibing on these, on uh, these, these Thai West ladies. These movies have me all giddy. The... I love them so much. They're so good. They're yeah, two of my favorites. You know, I was, I was little Claudia in Interview with a Vampire, and I, I looked up at the camera <laughs> and I said, I want some more, and then. Ty West answered the call with the innkeepers 2011? Yeah. Question mark? Yes. Yeah. Um, I was not a huge fan of this when I first saw it. <gasps> um, I really liked it, but the ending really bummed me out, so I was upset. It's a bummer of an ending. And I mean, but so is House of the Devil. I mean, yeah. well, not so much, because I feel like House of the Devil, it's like, okay, you just wake up out of the coma and then kill your devil, baby, and you're fine. I mean, Megan's. <laughs> you make it sound so easy. Ma- Listen, millennials, pull yourself up from your bootstraps. 
wake up out of your coma, kill your devil baby, and then <laughs> bury your best friend. You're fine. You're get to, fine. Get that to work. I mean, Make is she fine? Your... She shot herself in the head. There's going to be... Some... She's probably not fine. She's, she's probably, probably, she's probably really in a coma forever. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, maybe it could be argued it is a bleak ending. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I think the tone really helps like where that that ending just kind of feels natural to that piece right and now that after after multiple rewatches of innkeepers because maybe like the fifth or sixth time i've seen this um i'm like yeah this ending is perfect uh but the movie is such a it's such a sweet like buddy movie and comedy until until (laughs) yeah yeah it's very charming it is charm personified. It's charming uh, and scary as fuck at times. Oh, this I was movie I would, really, I got really scares me sometimes. Do you know what? I watching this film and yeah, my house was a little cold, but I acted I actually got the chills. Yeah. Like that piano scene? Mhm. I literally got the chills and then as she ran away when the when the keys get pushed down on and right in front of her, like it all washed over me like two seconds later delayed reaction and i just like shivered and it scared the shit out of me and i knew it was coming right i know everything that's coming the basement scene when claire and luke go down to the basement what a fucking great scene the whispers and she's she's behind you she's walking towards you and you don't see oh. and you don't see anything it's all in that tight close-up of their faces which is my favorite kind of cinematography i'm like silence of the lamb cinematography where we get right up on their faces yeah. oh <laughs> so, good. so innkeepers if you haven't seen innkeepers what are you what um, are you doing what are you, what are you doing, doing with, with your, your life, time? man? Like, what are you, you watching? You fucking burnout. Oh, like, I'm sorry. I couldn't watch the innkeepers because I was too busy watching the nun. <laughs> well, in that case, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for supporting Tyson for Micah. No. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It's a piece of shit. Um, yeah, like, if you haven't seen this, it's just this charming little film, uh, more of a comedy than House of the Devil, but maybe a little bit more terrifying. Um, um, and it is just, it's called The Innkeepers, because it's about literally these two kind of sort of burnout employees that are watching over the last two nights in this hotel before it's closed, the old Yankee peddler. And they are simultaneously doing some ghost investigations, because it's like sort of their fun thing that they do. And they're trying to solve the mystery of Madeline O'Malley, the ghost of the woman who was uh, killed in an accident and buried down in the basement. Mm-hmm. Is the Yankee peddler and haunted or is it? Is it or isn't it? It sure is. Is Kelly McGillis an American treasure? Oh my God. <laughs> Kelly McGillis, I just love... That, like, she was such a sex symbol in the 80s, right? Like, she was the hot. Like, after Top Gun, especially. Yeah. And, what is it, Witness with Harrison Ford? She was, Uh like, the sex symbol for a couple of years. And I love that she, like, just kind of disappeared. And when she reemerged from her chrysalis, (laughs) (laughs) she was a cranky old dyke. She was a cranky dyke butterfly, 100%. <laughs> that never happens, ever. It, 
She's fucking great. She's great in this. She's great in um Stakeland also. Mm-hmm. Uh as that nun. Oh, I fucking love her. Yeah. She's great. She's a terrific actress. Um, I just have to state the shared there is a shared thing between both of these films. And that is D. Wallace. <laughs> right. Who I for- <laughs> I forgot to bring up in House of the Devil. Yeah. Um which like what better way to start a movie than by having D. Wallace in your opening scene as the sweet realtor. Right. <laughs> like, and if, but if you don't know landlady. like what's going to happen in the movie, maybe you start to think like, Oh, this is going to be like a sentinel kind of thing. Yeah. Is she, is she actually evil? Is she she's, Ava Gardner? Cause she's a big name, right? Like she's the biggest name in the movie, arguably. Yeah. To, especially to horror fans. And so to just put her in a, a cameo, that's just a cameo is unexpected. Yeah. So it's like, oh, maybe this deal that's too good to be true. Maybe it really is. <laughs> I, and that's something I was wondering about the whole time, too, which I really loved. Because I'm like, wait, but it wouldn't make sense. Because then it would have to connect so many dots. Like, you need to get me this money by Monday. But then you also have to find this babysitter wanted at. And yeah. then, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, she's just um, actually really nice. <laughs> yeah, she's just really nice. And she Jocelyn reminds her of her daughter. Yeah. Um, so I love that you can see that Ty West wrote, you know, really wanted to get a, a genre name. He gets D Wallace. I want to hope that D Wallace was his vision to begin with. <laughs> Something about D Wallace really imprinted on this guy. Yeah. And so he wrote her in as a character in Innkeepers as the cranky actress who does conventions and is also like a spiritual healer and psychic medium. Right. Well, um, she did a reading for him. Oh, in really? The hotel. Yeah, that's how he found out that she was like a healer. It's she did a reading. I love that. Yeah. And so it's like the character is based on her in terms of like profession and all of that. And like, you know, older actress now into spiritual healing and all that. But the personality is not famous for playing the mom. Yeah. But the personality like isn't hers at all. That's like totally of a crank, cranky drunk, cranky drunk, <laughs> chain smoking. Yeah. Yeah. Actress, so and i just i i love this character uh lee is the fucking best yeah and i love that she gets to be multifaceted right she's not just nice sweet actress like she's an asshole to begin with yeah <laughs> and she even gets that line where she like kind of comes downstairs later is like you know, I have a tendency to not be a nice person. I know that. Please don't take it personally. Yeah. <laughs> like, but then she's also like, I only apologize once. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. She, that's the thing is like innkeepers, especially, they all just feel like real people. Like he's, yes. they're, they're, they don't have a lot to them in terms of like, you don't know their complete backstories and blah, blah, blah. And you don't need to. But it's just something about, you know, the actors and the parts line up perfectly and we get just enough information and they just feel like real people. They don't speak movie dialogue. They talk like people would talk conversation. Yeah. And like Pat Healy is fucking great as this like totally inadequate, mediocre loser dude that's (laughs) working at a hotel and then looking at porn at at (laughs) ChinesePancakers.com when when he's when he's not like just really crushing hard over sarah paxton right um sarah paxton like fucking just why doesn't she have a, the biggest career in i know the also why doesn't she have a huge comedy career because her comic timing oh. is, is 
There are so many instances where I laugh out loud at her antics. I created an entire list, yeah. The garbage, <laughs> taking out the garbage. The garbage! It's so good. <laughs> the gar- And when she takes, the other one that really got me, I rewound it a couple times, was when Lee get- offers her a drink. And she takes a drink, she's like, ah! Because <laughs> yeah. the vodka's so gross, it's such a... Yeah, and Lee's like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Well, I mean, I wrote watching her eat a sandwich, um, <laughs> which when she opens the cellar door, the pigeon flies out and startles her. Her reaction to being scared when he he comes up behind her and he's like, I'm standing behind you. I don't want to scare you. But she freaks the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she is. And even when she tells off Lee, like Lee's kind of an asshole to her. Like she is so believable as this, this like sort of like she says, she's between stuff right she she must have she maybe just graduated high school she's in her early 20s slump maybe she hasn't gone to community college yet she's she's figuring out what she wants to do with her life and she doesn't know right and that is such a believable place to be to be in that's such a real place to be in and when lee kind of makes her feel down on herself um by asking her what does she do no not the hotel what does she do in the world with her life yeah (laughs) And and she tells her off later about how she made her feel like shit. And she's like, I just made contact with a ghost and it is a big deal. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's so good. Yeah. yeah. She's really, they're all such great characters. I mean, with these characters, the script, this script is incredible. Mm-hmm. The lines are so good. It is such a good script. It really is. It's that's the thing. It's just they just feel like believable characters. Like for me, like the Yankee peddler really is in Connecticut. And oh, the whole thing, like for the beginning for me, just really has it's so weird. I don't know. It just feels very Connecticut to me as a Connecticut native. Like Mm -hmm. Connecticut has such a weird like you like you usually have witches of witches and shit like that obviously you think massachusetts but connecticut has such a history with that kind of thing too and interesting just oh and that's where stepford is yeah and just like in little weird ways that you don't really think like there was a state park near where i grew up that was called the devil's hop yard oh. <laughs> because there were like there were these imprints in a rock kind of if you squint and everything look kind of like hoof prints and they said that that's where the devil used to go to like oh my god (laughs) yeah like just weird stuff like that and so it just has that kind of ghost story campfire connecticut vibe for me yeah i i get that new england vibe like i did not understand it because you know pacific northwest we have evergreens here um and it's it's forest and lush everything is green all the time um and raining nonstop. but when i went out to dartmouth to do a show over there like i was there in april or something and everything was still snowy and it was just covered in like it was just spindly skeletons of trees that used to have leaves yeah and i was like oh i totally get the new england witch thing now yeah like i mean it's got the actual it's got the actual history and then there's also like a lot of history because you know it's old and so there's still buildings and oh here's nathan hale's schoolhouse and all this kind of shit you know so it's yeah. just it's just got a, that campfire ghosty vibe and the setting like this empty hotel like 
there's two guests at best. There's Kelly McGillis and then there's Gail. <laughs> <laughs> Who is a monster? We've we have all worked in retail or food yeah. industry, and we have all spent our time around Gail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Gail looks at her, and just says, "Haven't I been through enough?" Or whatever. Yeah, I don't need says. this in my life, right? I have enough going on in my life. Like, yes. all right, lady. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, okay, technically, yeah, you're right, but also you're a fucking asshole, Gail. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's just you know what maybe is one of the highest high points of the innkeepers is that the ghosts, uh, the ghosts are not cgi oh and they never they never flicker or uh jump cut ahead of you yeah, they don't twitch and jump cut and it's just like <laughs> madeline o'malley is just a lady in ghost makeup madeline has a gnarled face but at no point does she go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah she's got milky eyes because the actress is wearing contacts and that's why it's that's fucking scary is she's literally just walking up to her at the end yeah or when she it's... sits up in bed when she has that dream oh the... i don't like it <laughs> it's so creepy and the... i hate i i hate a a, a sheet covered human shape rising up from a bed i fucking hate that yeah <laughs> It's so scary. Yeah, and then they make a joke of the sheet thing later or before or whatever when oh. the players got the sheet on, and it's still kind of like, okay, I'm uncomfortable though. I know this they... is a joke. I know you're fooling. But... Oh, I was living for that when they get drunk and just have they like do their fake yeah. paranormal investigation. Yeah. I love that so much because it's it's just it just it continues to build the reality. Mm-hmm. It's so. That's what you do. Like, yeah. You cut holes in the sheets because the hotel's going to close and you get drunk with your friend and you do a fake ghost investigation. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I really, I really wanted to hate Luke um, just for being such a useless tool. Uh, but at the same time, I was like, you know, and, and for being like, I, I remember there being like him being more upset or him being more like kind of friend zone like complaining about the friend zone or something mm. and i i totally made that up in my head because yeah i was just i was just too busy being a misandrist but um <laughs> it's i really i really like that you know that's sort of his motivation is there's this weird like he really really kind of loves her or is kind of obsessed with her because she's exciting and she's funny and she's really cute right um and they have this ghost thing that they do together. And he doesn't, he's not even interested. He just does it because it gives them something to do together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it was, and she's clueless about that. Right. Because. And he doesn't press, he has a, which is nice. Yeah. He, he never holds it against her. Right. Like you, when in that scene where she's, he confesses how he feels to her and she's like, you know what we should do? And he's, he's like, I have an idea. What's yours? <laughs> and she's like. Let's go to the basement and find out what that fucking ghost problem is. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Like he's he goes along with it, but like you see the hurt on his face because he thought she was gonna reciprocate. Right. And, and like I say that like he's, you know, the losery guy, whatever. He knows that. Also. Yeah, he knows it. And like I want to I want like there's part of me that wants to be like, Ty West, you fucking loser. Of course this guy's hung up on this perfect queen, blah blah blah. Um but Ty West is aware of that too. Yeah, and he writes that into the character. Right. It's it's just nice. It's really fleshed out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the scene where um where she's really scared and she knocks on his door and wakes him up. And then yeah. 
and he's like, oh, all right, come on in. And he's in his tidy whities and every, and she, yeah, it's such a nice scene because it's like, she's just like, you know what? This isn't a good idea for probably a couple of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all, all of those reasons you can see on her face. Yeah. Yep. Like what if he tries something or what if I'm, you know, what, what I don't want, I should, I shouldn't have woken him up or there's so many different reads. Yeah. And yep. it, and it's it's just it's real because we've all been there. Right. <laughs> it's so it's so nice. Right. And there's always like I mean, of course he has a crush on her. Like look, she's look where they are. Hot yeah. and perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and hilarious and smart and funny. Yeah, but I just I love that it goes where it goes and that's the only place it goes. Yeah. Because you can come out of it still liking him. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and you feel bad for everyone. Yeah. Um, there is one queen we haven't discussed yet in this film. I know. <laughs> Listen, I was, I, were you just gonna? I was just gonna pick it up. I, I was just gonna pay homage to to my favorite one eyed cyclops queen. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lena. This is when you could still love her. Yes, before when, she before put she... her foot in her mouth every step of the way. She yeah, could. What a great like i don't know if it's a cameo or just like the one-off or whatever but it's it's another one of those scenes like megan with the candy dish yeah did you notice she was in house she's of the devil a, also yeah she's the 911 operator <laughs> yeah yeah and i love she is well, that scene it's the only time they leave the hotel in the whole movie and they go next door to the coffee shop where <laughs> It's such a great scene. It's it's, so it's, a, it's a fucking monster. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> yeah. her and that cutaway as she's just like going off to Sarah Paxton about her problems, and they just the, you hear the dramatic mute, excellent use of dramatic tension music as it builds up, builds up, builds up, and it just cuts away. And she hasn't she come back from the coffee house without even coffee. She just left. <laughs> I love is like oh god what was that like where she just left yeah and pat healy's like is that annoying girl still working <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's such a good scene he told me over i am and my girlfriend said that that's first problem is he told me over i am and you can't tell yeah. so good can i ask you a question <laughs> i mean we're all girls here <laughs> And I just and love don't... her weird where it's like the special is called a one-eyed cyclops. And Claire yeah. is like, um, doesn't a cyclops always have one eye or whatever? And she, there's like just a beautiful pause. She just she's doesn't like, get it. Yeah, she's like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's so good. It's, so, it's good. so funny how even just like playing with your expectations, she walks in, she says, what can I get you? I'll give you a moment to figure it out. And just and like, continue, like, I would love that she's like, oh, just take your time. Just let me know when you're ready. And she just stands there and, like, stares at her. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and, it, it, and you're like, okay, this is just a cameo where she just has that one line. Then she's, then the Cyclops line, and it, there's a little bit of funniness there. And then she just goes off with that monologue. It's, it's so, great. oh, Ty West, what the fuck, man? You're so talented. And yeah. why aren't you, why aren't you? doing us right <laughs> i know like what is it does he just is he just out of ideas did he just give us these two perfect movies and that's it 
Yeah, I th- I think that's exactly what he did. I mean, they're enough. I love them both, but I love them both so much that I'm like, give me some more. But then when he did give me some more, I was not happy with it. So maybe, yeah, you, you know. <laughs> Claudia wiped the blood off her mouth and said, I don't want some more. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we just need to leave it where it is. I don't know. And you know, at the end of The Innkeepers, I still, even though I know Claire is in that last shot, I still have to like really search for her. Wait, she is? Mm-hmm. Where is she? Because I saw the door shut and I was staring. Is yep. she in like a She's It's window? really faint. You probably should watch it like in slow motion. She's like standing like the curtain by the window. She like slowly appears over that very oh. faintly. And then she turns and looks at the camera and that's when the door shuts. Oh, Claire, my heart goes out to you. Yeah. I mean, it works even if even if she wasn't there. Like, it's fine. Yeah, because there's this thing of absence, which is mm-hmm. how I took it. But I didn't even know you could see her. Shit, man. Yeah. I was just, really I was too faint. I was too high on, on such a good experience. Yeah. And it's like, it's so fun because it goes from such a comedy and such a sweet movie, such a charming movie to, um, to a real, a true ghost story. Yeah. To sadness it, that old man, that sad yeah. old man. Oh my th- all I have to say, actually, I changed my mind. Fuck that old guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was instrumental in what happened to her. This is true. Even though he was. Fuck that bird. From... The bird is Fuck the real bird. problem because if that yeah. bird didn't get trapped, she wouldn't have chain bolted the fucking cellar door. Yep. Yeah, it is. You're right. It's Not the, the old birds. man that it's kills himself. It's the fucking bird. <laughs> the pigeon. <laughs> it's always the pigeon's fault. It is. Let me just look at those shit when birds. There's trouble. Oh. Pigeons. Pigeons. God, I love pigeons. Um, <laughs> also, uh, just acting between queens, that scene, Kelly McGillis and Sarah Paxton with the pendulum, Ugh. when she first reveals herself as a crystal healer and like psychic medium and stuff. Yeah. Um, just masterful. So good. Yeah. So like that terrified, it terrified me. And all it was, was them talking. Mm-hmm. And um I didn't even realize, I think until this viewing, when when Lee is saying, she's saying to Sarah Paxton, you can't save her. They tried to warn her. They tried to help her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, she's talking about, she's channeling and she's talking about her. Right. And it's like, it seems like they're talking about Madeline O'Malley and that's always how I read it before. But she even says like, there are three others. And I would, I, so I was waiting in this viewing, I was waiting to see, I, I thought maybe there was a ghost that maybe killed Madeline or there was another creepy dude ghost. Right. And I was like, oh, is the old man and Luke and Lee, they all tried to help her. Yeah. And it's just, it's her own ghost story. Right. Um, it's Madeline's ghost story, but ultimately the movie is the ghost story of Claire and it's, oh. I love it. It's, this is what I want a ghost movie to be. I have really high expectations of ghost movies, and this is exactly what a ghost movie should be. Yes. Yeah, that reading scene is just... And again, it's because it's not all handed to us. And part of that is because, no. you know, it's a it's a little bit of a twist, I guess you could say. Yeah. But also, Leap might not know completely herself. She's getting weird readings. And it's also, like, just kind of a... 
another time it's like in house of the devil with the time-worn satanists like this is another time-worn kind of scene of like the psychic giving the reading like the changeling uh-huh, uh-huh. and it's like you think it's going one way one way and then it goes really wrongly like when she switches yeah. and she's like no this is she's not the only one there's more here you can't go in the basement like it's just so scary <laughs> it's so scary it's so scary and god they tried to lee tried to do everything she could right i mean i mean i guess she was too busy packing her her booze bottle she should have packed a little quicker yeah she was really taking her time (laughs) yeah yeah and i like i but i do like knowing that you know lee got to talk to her after yeah um that was real as fucking luke is trying to pull her away and i was like shut up luke she's having a moment It's it's nice to know that at least there's people that know that she's still there. So it it helps with the tragedy in a way. Um, right. See, there's so many questions I have about ghosts. Because, like, now the hotel's going to close. Yeah, if it's demolished, like, does she haunt the subway? Like, what? She like... Haunt... Right, like, does she haunt the parking lot? Does she haunt Lena Dunham for the rest of her <laughs> Like, are you stuck? This is the questions I have. Are you stuck in one place? If you're a ghost, you'd think you'd be able to go anywhere. But people seem to just always be stuck where they died, which really sucks. What if you die in a car crash in the middle of I-95? Yeah, you're just... just, Cars are constantly flying through you. Yeah. You just haunt... Oh, I haunt the overpass near exit 31. (laughs) How boring. We do here in Oregon on the on the Oregon coast. We have Highway 101, and there is the Highway 101 mummy. And it was an escaped patient who it was covered in bandages, um, and he was all bloody and covered in bandages. And if you're driving on Highway 101 in the middle of the night, he will jump on your car and crawl into it and eat your dog if you have a dog inside your car. Wow! Just so you know, so so yes, that is that does happen, Stacy. <laughs> Just don't get a dog. Yeah, or drive on the coast at or night drive. with your dog. Yeah. 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 I guess, yeah, you could just have a dog all the other times of the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just not at <laughs> night on that one highway. Yeah, but, like, I think about ghost clothes a lot. Yes. Do you, when you're a ghost, are you in whatever you were wearing when you died? Or do you get to pick your outfit? Or is it what you were, like, buried in? Can you do, like, total recall with your fingernails and, like, change the color whenever you want? Right. Because what if you die in the shower and you have to be a nude ghost, assuming you shower in the nude? <laughs> yeah, for those of us that <laughs> don't the, shower in the, the nude. For the never nudes among us. <laughs> There's all these ghosts and cutoffs. Yeah. Wet ghosts and yeah. Yeah, right? Because it's always yeah. a ghost. Like first of all, it's always like a 19th century ghost. It's always Madeline O'Malley, right? Always has that hair done up in that loose bun, that Victorian top knot bun thing. I don't know hair terms. <laughs> she, yeah, she in her man bun. <laughs> you know what I mean? How it's like the hair floofs out and then there's like a bun on top. Yeah, that, and that whole uh, updo it. Yeah, yeah. And then then they have, like, the big collar and the puffy shoulders. And it's always one of those kind of dresses. It's never, like, someone in a sweatsuit. God, and you're, like, stuck in that for eternity. Also, but, like, that doesn't make any sense because if you, like, you die, but then, like, your clothes are still there. 
Like this is this is what we know about the rapture. When you get raptured, all that's left are your clothes, so you have to dress nice so people can see what you were wearing. Right. Well, that's the, that's a thing I think about. I'm like, should I just be dressed in my favorite outfit all the time in case I die? Yeah. Yes. Like yes. because if you have to spend eternity in whatever you die in, like I don't want it to be like, oh no, my chili stained T-shirt or whatever. I yeah. don't. I don't have any. But if I did, you know what I mean, like. If I if I was a if I died right now and turned into a ghost, I would be trapped in my makeup room wearing my oversized Peter Pan shirt that says "I'm so fly I never land" in sweatpants. <laughs> Why do you have that? <laughs> because my friend gave it to me. It's my comfy jammy shirt. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> what if we both died right now and we had to do this podcast for all eternity? You know, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how that would work. Just, uh, you know, yeah. we have so many iMurders and Fear.coms to work through that I, <laughs> I feel yeah. like we could do it. It'd be fine. <laughs> have you ever seen a ghost, Stacey? No. No. Have I? No, I don't think so. I want to. <laughs> this, is, this is just like me. <laughs> That sounds just like me. Last night I saw, I was watching Jawbreaker and I was like, wait a second. Have I seen the Donnas in concert? Did I see the Donnas? I think I saw the Donna. Love the Donnas. No, I didn't see the Donnas. I did, did I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the Donnas are much like ghosts in that fashion. And yeah. yes, I do love them. I love them. I don't have a, no, well, I'm trying to think sometimes. I, I'm thinking of stories that have been told to me. I mean, I've been to places. Oh. I have seen orbs in developed photographs, but let's face it, it's just dust. Dust. Right? Yeah. Dust. Look at this orb, man. Yeah. I did get a bad feeling once. <laughs> you know, if it's good enough for Kelly McGillis. <laughs> well, a friend of mine and I, we went, this was when I was big into my urban exploration phase, right? Yeah. You know, everybody goes through one of those phases. So anyway, there was an abandoned insane asylum up near where I went to college. Oh my god, shut up. I have a story like this too. Yeah. So we went to we went to take a look. I was gonna take some pictures of the outside and we noticed that one of the doors was open. And so we were like, Well, it's open. So why so like we couldn't go in that day because we just weren't equipped for it, but we went back the next weekend and a friend of mine and I went and we explored the insane asylum. And I've like never you do. I've never been more terrified in my entire fucking life. Like <sighs> Because we didn't want to go up because that didn't feel as safe to us. So yeah. we we did like the first floor and then we did the basement and then we went down into the tunnels. And the tunnels? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Why would so you do scary. that? It was so scary. It was so scary. Oh my god. Yeah, but there was one room in the in the basement that was like medical stuff. Like there was the, the metal medical table and just like some medical equipment and we didn't know what was going on. And on the opposite wall there were two doors. And we were opening every door we came across, opening stuff to look and check it all out. And there was something about this room. I said, are we going to go open that door? And my friend was like, I don't know what's over behind that door. And I just don't, I don't want to open it. And I was like, thank God, neither do I. There was just something about this room and that door that was 
gave us the heebie-jeebies. Oh. Yeah. I don't like anything about that. No. In the basement, there was also a room that was like from floor to ceiling, about halfway, it was, there was like chain link fence. So the room was divided in half. And on the other side of the fence, there was one chair. Um, um, I, I have to leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to leave. Yeah. Well, I, my insane asylum story is not that horrifying. Uh, because we also had an abandoned asylum. And when we were it, on Halloween night, when we were teenagers, we went there all the time as teenagers. Um, but on Halloween night, I was in drag as undead Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> it was before Debbie Reynolds passed away, uh, tragically. <laughs> but I, I, I was in, and I was a, a, a much bigger kid. Um, so I was, I was just like, you know, this 300 pound kid in covered in feathers and fake blood in a dress. <laughs> <laughs> and we're tiptoeing onto the grounds. And then I hear like, we're on the grass. And then all of a sudden I hear this, like, like something like like wood creaking and then i fall fucking through it into a latrine um but i i like grabbed on and held on at my elbow so i didn't fall all the way through but i'm like hanging in in fucking drag covered in blood (laughs) feathers all over me like feather boas everywhere and my friends all stop and look and i'm just like hanging out and hanging above the ground just or in the ground um holding myself up from falling into this well and all of my friends are freaking out rushing to my side to help me and i look over and my best friend adam is standing way back pointing and laughing at me oh. <laughs> and i was like that's how you know the real friend is the one that points and laughs at you. <laughs> <laughs> so there were no ghosts that night wow yeah i did i when i was i saw a ghost when i was a kid um but i don't know I don't know how much, I don't know if that really happened or not, you know, because I, I know how memory works and I don't know if I remade that memory every time I thought about it as a kid, af- after being a kid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, so I don't know. I've been waiting to see, I would love to see another sometime. <laughs> I'm open to it. Yeah. I think. I don't, it's just the thing is I still don't know. I'm such an agnostic skeptic. <laughs> that... Right. Yeah. I just have a lot of questions about it, you know. I think it is fair to ask, you know. Yeah. Are you are you naked or not? Yeah, I you know, <laughs> questions about the ghost clothes, questions about like all the ghost hunters have these things like oh the EVP reader or whatever. Yes. Like okay, so how is how do how do we how do how do we know that that means there's ghosts? Like who decided that? It's it's literally dudes with too much time on their hands at Radio Shack. Yeah. That's what that is. Like it's cold here in this spot it must be a ghost (laughs) yeah i don't understand the yeah the electronic reading reading thing that they always do where they're like oh the 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 thetans are high in this room (laughs) grab the cans grab the cans (laughs) (laughs) hey mr cocktail <laughs> and then 1974, John Travolta comes out. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I want to believe. I want to say. I mean, it just it would make. Oh, do life... you, Mulder? Uh, well, I mean, it would make life more interesting. It would. I like to be scared. I would like to go places. I would love to do an actual ghost investigation thing sometime. Uh, okay, live show. <laughs> <laughs>
when you know somebody can say like put your hand right here all right um. <laughs> <laughs> oh what's this <laughs> Is uh, that a dirty tutu? Or are you just happy to see me? Uh, please tell me that's witch's hair. <laughs> I'm open to ghosts. I'm open to ghosts. They yeah, scare the shit yeah. out of me, but I'm open to it. Oh, me too. Me too. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I just want us to do a ghost investigation. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? We should do our live show. Well, I guess it wouldn't be a live show then. But I was going to say we should like get a haunted hotel room. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, Stacy. It's going to happen. We're going to do it. Oh, like my in, God. In the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast or some shit, you know? Yeah, we're just haunted by lesbians. <laughs> That's what we need to do is, yeah, we need to strap cameras to our heads. Uh, GoPro. Ha- yeah, have the have the camera that extends on a pole from our shoulder and then points back at us so they can see our face also. Right. Um, and, and then, then we th- talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about the um, trappings of um, um, Slitter Skinner. Oh my God. Wait, did you hear that? Shh, 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 shh. Skin disease. Skin disease. <laughs> And they say his nose fell off right in this room. (laughs) And if you're real quiet, you can hear it hit the floor. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. If you're not funding this, listeners, um, I don't know what you're doing with your lives. I love ghosts. I love a ghost movie. I love a good ghost movie. Keep that CGI out of it. Keep it out of it. You we don't, don't need, need it. it. Innkeepers it, is perfect example of why you don't need it. Perfect. It is perfect. Also, I love these two movies. Um, Innkeepers was really uh, not not the best received um, when it came out, or in fandom. No. Um, I have to say, it's a really strong movie. I think it almost might be stronger than House of the Devil in a couple respects. Uh, I mean, like they're very different, but fucking love Innkeepers. Yeah. Fucking love them both. And anybody who doesn't? Oh, both. Well, I feel bad for you. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Oh, what a, what a, what a uh, trip to Thai town. Um, (laughs) Do we have a listener question today, Stacey? Of course we do. Oh, Um, reach into that hat and read it to us. Here I go. Oh, what's, oh, is this witch's hair? <laughs> it's peeled grapes. <laughs> ah, this question comes from Michael, who asks, "What are some of your favorite twists you legitimately didn't see coming?" So don't lie about it. He only wants to know the ones you legitimately didn't see coming. So don't okay, make anything. Okay. Up. Okay. 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 I think I've said before that I'm a big dum dum. When. It- <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to like twists and shit because i'm just on the ride you know so unless it's completely obvious like like even a dum-dum would get it like in the hit film i murders <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one My i got favorite right twist. away <laughs> <laughs> legitimately didn't see that one coming i did not see that uh her screen name would have anything to do with her slippers i can say that <laughs> i legitimately did not see that coming but most that of the was time, shocking. Most of the time, a twist will always get me. 
because I'm just uh-huh. I'm not looking for it. You know, but yeah, the yeah. movie where I was looking for the twist because the advertising said there was a twist, and yet I didn't see the twist coming. It's a little movie called Orphan, and I know I've talked about Orphan. Yeah. Just because I love Orphan. I still need to see it. Are you serious? Yeah, I know everything that happens in it, because Jason told me all about it, but I still need to see it. Why did he tell you? (laughs) (laughs) Just like, why did Jason ruin the twist for what could have been my answer for this movie when he told me what happened in the pact before I watched it? Why did Jason lean over to me during the visit and say, oh, that's not their grandparents? (laughs) Oh my god, Jason, stop it! (laughs) Ten minutes into the movie. I didn't see that one coming. I did not see the pact coming. I love the pact. That's a great little movie. Man, if I didn't know that the pact had that, like, if I... Spoilers, everybody, for all of these answers, so... Spoilers, huge spoilers coming. Turn this off. Um, Yeah, if, if... if I, I would have been totally content just thinking the pact was a spooky ass fucking scary ass fucking ghost movie. And then no, it gets even worse. And there's wall people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hate it. I hate it. That's a good one. I didn't see that coming. Didn't see orphan coming. I knew there was a yeah, twist. T- so I was on the lookout for a twist. And so you were, th- you thought I orphan- know what I thought was going to happen. And I know it was stupid. And at the time I thought it was stupid, but I couldn't think of anything else. But the whole movie, I'm like, I know there's a twist. They told me there's a twist. Ooh, what's the twist? That could be a twist. What's a twist? Is this a twist? And then I noticed she was always wearing a velvet choker. And so I was like, well, that has to have to do with the twist because that's such a weird character choice. And then I thought, <laughs> velvet choker. I know that old ghost story about where the she's wearing the <laughs> velvet choker and when you take it off, her head falls off. I bet that's, that's her big secret. I genuinely thought that was going to be the twist. Could you imagine how great that would be if her head just, <laughs> it just ends with a head falling off? <laughs> And then they're just standing there like, looking at her. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. <laughs> so I did not see the actual twist coming. I did not see the twist coming in The Boy, which I also loved. Yes, another good one. That was a nice twist. It's a nice twist. Uh, they're making The Boy too, which I think is completely unnecessary. Because how do you... Well, I but continued... The whole movie, <laughs> like... you know, like, was about that twist and just... Leading you in one direction and then going in a totally different direction, and that should have been the end of it. But no, they're making another one because we can't just have anything good. Mm-hmm. So there's Boy 2, but I'm curious. But I think I should just leave my love of the first one, just have that cherished memory. Why was she American in that? She felt like it. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like agency. Good enough yeah, for me. Yeah, she made that choice. <laughs> can a woman be American if she wants to? <laughs> yes, she can. <laughs> the filmmakers are like, oh, I like in her first scene, she just starts speaking in an American accent. And they're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know we were going that like, direction. This is okay. what I feel like doing. Yeah. Listen, I've been doing The Walking Dead a lot. Fuck off. Yeah. They had some reason, right? That's all. I, I think she was just from America. Yeah. Like, to sort of, because Americans don't know how to watch a movie set in England unless there's people that they can understand speaking. Right. That's like, like I, this is a foreign film. <laughs> yeah. I didn't come to the movies to read. 
<laughs> to read British subtitles. <laughs> and another one that I didn't see coming, even though the title might clue you in that something ain't right, is a little film called April Fool's Day, baby. Yeah, that's on my list. Mm-hmm. Never saw that. So coming. good. So so good. good. I did not see that coming I either. Love, I love that movie. So oh, it's perfect. So I need to watch that again. Me too. Man, April Fools is like a whole year away. We can't we can't just Oh yeah. We can't just do it now. We just, we didn't plan this right. We really didn't. <laughs> we uh. could have done April Fools Day. <laughs> so good. Deborah Foreman, Amy Steele. What more do you need? Queens. Queens, queens upon queens upon queens, just rolling in queens. Yeah. So those are three big ones I did not see coming, but you can pretty much guess if there's a twist, I will be I'll be so surprised when it happens. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm not really good at seek seeking out a twist. There was oh, what was it? There was one movie we were watching where I abs- I actually called it and I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was uh Greta. Mm. I I I saw that coming, but uh, the other ones, mm-mm. No, I, it always surprises me. Or Jason just tells me five minutes into the movie and I <laughs> file sucks. for a divorce. That sucks. Uh, for me, mine are um, actually standard answer, uh, you know, keeping up our quota, but Suspiria, the, the oh, new one. Yeah. I did not see that coming and I was screaming like a motherfucker in that theater. I was just living. I got my life. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that was part of just why I was so enamored with that film was that choice. It's it's such a radical shift from everything you know from the original. And it it makes that movie what it is. Um, I love it. Sends home the message. I love it. Do you? I, 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 I didn't know I that do. about you. Really? Huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Learn something new every episode. You know, I, I read on Rotten Tomatoes that it was just kind of fine oh um, really oh yeah I, I, so need to re- I, I, I need to reassess my opinion then yeah yeah if it's not if it's not up there on rotten tomatoes i, I need at least a 98 percent fresh before i see anything <laughs> no green splats yeah no greens ew <laughs> <laughs> it's got the green splats um uh, another one green splats uh, <laughs> green splats <laughs> special guest today this is tea lesbian in her trailer she phoned in and she just just she's just dropping in that commentary um another one that got me it wasn't green splats <laughs> Um, one of my favorite Nicole Kidman hairdos, The Others, uh, that, that got me back in the day. Sorry. (laughs) Are you okay? Yeah. (laughs) Go into the lights, I see. This house <laughs> is clean. <laughs> oh. 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 Oh.
Um, yeah. So, so the others, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Um, I, I've been meaning to rewatch that movie. I don't know how I feel about it, but I was surprised. People um, love it. Yeah, I, I loved it when it came out. When I, but I was a, I was a, a, a tween a or toddler. teen or. I was a toddler in a tiara. <laughs> I was just born. Um, fresh out of the cesarean. And uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't really remember. I need to watch it again. Um, uh, but I, I remember liking that. And then um, uh, it doesn't make any sense. But the first time I saw it, it was a twist. It was high tension. Yeah. Um, and, and it's still... I still don't coming coming because it makes no goddamn sense. I think it does make sense. Well, there's some things that there's happen in that movie. There's a few scenes that you have to just let it go. Yeah, where you're like, okay, fine. But yeah. I do I love that movie? Absolutely. And yeah, me too. We should put that on the docket. Um, uh, and then <laughs> The Perfect Getaway is another one for me. Um if you have not seen The Perfect Getaway, I'm not going to spoil it like I spoiled it for Stacy uh, previously, but it just went a place that I did not see coming. It's like only vaguely horror. It's more of a thriller. Um, but wow, Mila. Wow, Mila. That's all I can say. Is... She's so great. She's fucking great. And it is a great twist because you're literally like, you feel dirty after you realize what's been going on the whole movie. Oh, no. And, and it is hilarious and unexpected in a in a wonderful way hmm. um uh so i i enjoyed that very much worst twist though i'll tell you what worst twist is good night mommy yeah fucking hated that movie i liked it up until a point like yeah, i i really liked where it was going where it was going and then it just turned into weird evil torture porn torture shit yeah Evil, shitty, inadequate men. I mean, yes, they were seven, but men. Evil, <laughs> shitty, inadequate men. Yeah. Um, I hated that twist so much. Yeah. So much. Um, it was it was by no means uh, uh, an eye murders. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really, lo- it really let me down when all the torture it shit, shit the started bad. happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it got it got the green splats. It was it was a it was a dark time. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, this is a lengthy episode. Yeah. What a supersize. You know, we talked about Ty West and Satanists and ghosts and twists. A lot of my favorite shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. I I I feel accomplished today. Well. Do you want to do you want to outro us with your uh, morning zoo (laughs) rate and review? All right, guys. Thanks. That's going to really wrap up this episode. Hope you had a good time. Hope you learned a few things about some Ty West movies and about some twists and shit. Uh, If you liked it, be sure to review us on iTunes or wherever you found us. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and ding the little bell so you get your notifications. And until next time, I hope your splats are not green. For a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my my god! God. Oh Oh my my god. god!
Ha, ha, ha.